Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to It's Me Tinks Almost Live. I am pre-recording this episode because I am in New Orleans. Can you believe it? Tabasco is actually serious. They were actually serious about having me go to Avery Island. So I am coming back from New Orleans as we speak. I can't wait to recap it. Honestly, I'm just so excited for this trip. I have loved Tabasco since I was a child. In fact, there's a story in my family where when I was like a little kid... Uh, my dad was having like food with Tabasco and I was like, I want to try that. And he was like, no, like your baby, it's spicy, whatever, whatever. And I was like, threw a fit. I was like, no, like, give me that. Like, I want that sauce. And he was like, okay, like you can do it. Of course, my mom was like in the other room. And then I start screaming, crying because I'm like a baby, of course. But everyone in my family says that that's where my love of hot sauce began, um, specifically Tabasco. So hopefully I have been eating a bowl of the green Tabasco soup uh, for the past couple of days. Also, this is all out of order, but I would be remiss not to mention Miss Taylor Swift's album, Midnight's. Oh my fucking God, she did it again. I have just listened to it all the way through twice. I have... 
A few early favorites. I love Vigilante shit. I love Bejeweled. I love Maroon. I mean, it's a really good album. I knew it would be, but I just, I vibed with it 100% because you guys know I'm not like an Evermore girly. I'm not a folklore girly. It's not my vibe. I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm a, um, reputation 1989. That is my bread and butter. So I'm glad to say this is kind of like a melding of the minds. Like this feels very pushed forward to me. Um, but I love it and I can't wait to listen to it on the plane after I take a big Xanax because I'm a little bit tired. Uh, but I do want to just mention one more thing, you guys, uh, I know I have a lot of, I know, I just, I hope you all know how much I care about you and how, how much I want you to be safe. And I always try to make this a judgment free zone, but I want to tell you a little story. Last night I was leaving a party with Caroline, my publicist, and we came across a girl on, in the meatpacking district who was so drunk and she was sitting on the corner and she was really bad, like really, really, really fucked up. And she had her backpack on and she looked like out of it. And she was holding her phone and we could hear that someone was trying to get, you know, to talk to her. So we pick up the phone. It's her sister. Her sister's at work or, you know, can't come. Um, long story short, she she was just super drunk from a work event not a booze cruise but what's like bar hopping or pub I don't know one of the other things where you you just like binge drink or whatever and she started throwing up on herself and we obviously wouldn't weren't going to leave her because you know we were worried she was going to choke on her own puke we were worried someone's going to rob her so we called her boyfriend and her boyfriend said he was on his way 25 minutes and then we sat with her and finally got a hold of her friend who had been at the work function with her and they came back to sit with her until the boyfriend came. But here's the thing, you guys, I would be lying if I said I've never been that fucked up. I have many times and I still get fucked up and I don't care if you guys drink, but I do care that you're safe and you can't leave your friend. Like you can't let your friend be by themselves anywhere, but least of all fucking New York City at 9 p.m. when they can't even stand up and they're throwing up on themselves. You can't just say, oh, they'll go get an Uber. They'll be fine. Unfortunately for women, this is not an option. And I want you guys to always have a buddy. It's like what I was saying the other day. Your friends need to have your location on your phone. You need to be sharing location with your best friends. If you go on a date with someone that you don't have any mutuals with, even if you do have mutuals with them from a dating app, tell three people where you're going. If you go out and get fucked up, have a plan, have a buddy system in your friend group so that everybody makes sure uh, so that it's certain everyone gets home. I was just like, I was so upset, not because this girl was fucked up, but because her friends left her. She couldn't even fucking stand. She was throwing up on herself. And you know what? Two guys, I'm I'm not even making this up, like two guys walked by like Brad's and Chad's typical like finance dudes and they were wearing their little vests and one guy stopped and he said, is she okay? Did she take something? And we said, we're trying to figure it out. We're working on it. And the other guy goes, oh, come on, dude, I can't do this tonight. And they, and they, and he was like, I don't, I mean, we were there, but you can't rely on the kindness of strangers, especially as a woman. I'm sorry. It sucks. And I wish things were different, but all I care about is your safety. And also like, 
that's all I care about. I, I really don't care if you get fucked up. I really don't because I do all the time, but I'm always safe and someone always knows where I am and someone always makes sure that I get, you know, whatever. If I'm super drunk, like I would never let someone go home alone. So I, please, I know that was a little preachy, but I, again, I genuinely don't care what you do. I only care that you're safe. Um, and Caroline was so amazing. I've never seen her in a crisis before and she whipped into shape. She literally, this girl puked on her and she was like, didn't even bat an eyelash. So, um, you know, the girl is safe now and I just, I really only care that you guys are safe. Okay. So please, please always watch out for that. All right. Let us take our first call. Let's hope it's something light after that doom and gloom. Jeez, tanks. I'm sorry. It's the it's the older sister in me. I, I have to I have to preach sometimes, especially when it slaps me in the face like that. Let's let's play a voicemail and hope it's about blowjobs or something. Uh, this is Blair. I'm a junior in college and my freshman year was like COVID year. We didn't really have any socialization. And it kind of made it hard to make friends and it kind of bopped around a little bit. And then I joined my sorority sophomore year and really found a close tight knit group of people, like literally my best friends ever. Like what I think she is kind of like with um, Brian and Dickie and all those people. So yeah, I found those people, but some of the people that I was friends with freshman year, I've heard are saying really nasty things about me saying that I'm a social climber and that, I only care what other people think and I know it's not true and I know that's all that matters but it still really hurts my feelings and I don't know they're telling people that I'm really close with now and obviously they don't believe it because they know me but um, I just don't know how to kind of dispel this without seeming like kind of I'm proving exactly what they're saying so I just would like to hear how you would deal with this I love you bye Okay. Hi, girl. Uh, so first of all, I want to open with a mantra, a quote that I love that's in my words to live by mantra, which I have really used a lot in the past year. And it's Oprah, our queen. She said, if someone is speaking behind your back, that's their business. That's their evil tongue. And I really, that really, really resonates with me because listen, people lie about me all the time. And I found in these situations when people say lies about you or, you know, first of all, it sounds like in this situation, these girls are kind of jealous that you have new friends and you have these amazing, like this amazing new social life. And it sounds like they're jealous. And 99, not 99, I would say a majority of time when girls are talking shit behind other girls back, it's jealousy. It sucks. It sucks that that's the way that we treat each other, but it's just a fact of life. And I... I feel you. It's so upsetting to have people spread lies about you. Trust me. Trust me. It's, you know, it's, I, I feel you, but you can't allow that to affect your new friendships because that would be a real darn shame. That would make everything a big waste. And that would honestly, you just can't do that. So here's what you're going to do. Not breathe any life into it. Don't talk about it. Don't try to clarify don't tr- don't address don't uh go back to your old friends and say hey what the fuck you guys don't even pretend it didn't, didn't happen pretend it didn't exist and if someone comes to you and says hey karen was saying that you're a social climber just say hmm, that's interesting 
and and smile and just stop and just stop because the more you breathe life into it it's like what you said it's like the more you try to clarify and prove them wrong the worse it's going to be actions speak louder than words okay so when all the little karens from freshman year are blabbing away it doesn't matter because words talk is cheap when people see that you are not a social climber, that all these things aren't true, that's what sticks in people's minds. When people say stuff, it doesn't really stick. People remember how you make them feel. And your new friends are not going to hear the Karens, I'm just calling them that, the freshman year Karens, and be like all of a sudden like, oh, we're not going to be friends with her anymore because of one thing they said. You have good times, you have memories, and you have a bond. So don't address it. Don't go into it. Simply rise above it. Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high. Just don't talk about it. Even if you're trying to vent, I'm telling you, this is going to be the hardest part. You're probably going to want to vent to like your best friend and be like, that's so unfair. I don't get why they would say that or, oh my God, I heard something else. Don't even speak those words because that's just breathing more life into it. The sooner you ignore it and the sooner you get on with your new friendships, the better it will be. I promise you. I promise you, but you have to be strict with yourself because it's normal to want to vent. It's normal to want to clarify. How many times do you think I've seen a, a, a flat out fake ass lie about me online? And all I want to do is pick up my phone and make a video and say, this is completely inaccurate. But I don't because you know why? If it's, if it's a lie, it won't stick. It won't stick. And that's really important to remember. Okay. I love you. You're going to be fine. Oh God. Girls can be so brutal. I always find that tricky, you guys, because you know my whole platform is about uh, wanting to make every girl feel amazing and self-worth, but sometimes girls are so fucking awful to each other, and, and somehow, sometimes I don't know how to contend with that, because sometimes girls are nasty, you know? I'm, I'm not one of those people who's like, every woman is perfect. Like, sometimes girls are real bitches, and sometimes, I mean, I know a lot of the people that talk shit about me online, I, I know that they're majority women, like 99% of them. Some of them, even my friends. Did you guys know that? I've never said that to you before, but you know, I figured out that sometimes it's my friends on fake accounts and by friends, I mean acquaintances now. Um, But yeah, it's so nasty. And also some of the worst workplace drama that I've had has been from other women throwing me under the bus or trying to make me look bad. And that's really difficult to contend with because I'm out here trying to further the cause, trying to fight the good fight for all of us girls, gays and they's. Sometimes girls are so nasty and it's it's difficult for me to to think about that sometimes. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I 
have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop. And you know this girl loves efficiency, right? So my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place. What a relief, right? And I know about Zola because I've bought so many gifts on registries via Zola. And I just love how easy it is to send gifts, keep everything organized. Everything is like done for you. And we absolutely love that. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified. And I just know I can feel very safe using everything. My mom loves it too. I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it. She is a big fan of the body oil. She just loves how soft it makes her skin feel. It is the best. The Andaria Algae Body Oil is seriously one of a kind. Like I said, that's my mom's favorite. It's rich yet never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It leaves skin silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Let's roll another voicemail. 
Hi, Tinks. My name is Hunter, and I'm a senior at Michigan State University, and I'm graduating in December. And I'm really trying to stay present, but a lot of the things that I used to find really fun, I just don't find that fun anymore. Like, I go out to the bar, and I think it's going to feel as exciting as I did in years past, and it just doesn't. And I feel like what I really want out of going out and what I want out of boys has evolved, but my environment is staying the same, so it's kind of frustrating. So I guess the question is, how do I stay present? How do I make the most of the last four minutes of college experience, despite the fact that I feel like I've really grown out of it? Thank you. I love you. Hi. Okay, so you're graduating in December. That's so soon. I don't know when I got this voicemail, but I feel like that's really soon, and I feel like one of my main core beliefs is that you shouldn't wish your life away because you always look back. I mean, I always look back. I'm a deeply nostalgic person. Even when I look back and I was like depressed, I was like, oh, that was such a cute time. But if you're not that way, here's what I would have to say. You are never going to be in college again, like ever, ever, ever. And while grown up life is exciting and exhilarating and there's so much to look forward to, I got to tell you, sister, college is pretty cushy. It's pretty cushy. It's pretty relaxing and you only have a few more months left. So just every time you think like, oh, this is boring and I get it like you're you have remember swug. I don't know if you guys still say that senior wash up girl syndrome. Um, We would always say like, oh, we're swugged out, swug life, whatever, because we're just like you're over it at the end. I mean, I wasn't. But I mean, I think most people are over it. And and I know what you mean, even though I wasn't over it because I didn't want to leave. I was I was definitely over the going out scene. I was like, I can't go to another frat party. I literally can't go see the same fucking 10 guys in a room and drink the same warm beer. It's like I'm over it. So I get it. Um, So my advice is twofold. Number one, you stay present and enjoy and and just think I don't want to wish my life away because that's that's awful. You should never wish your life away. And the second thing is like you can start to do things slightly outside of your comfort zone. So this is a silly example, but I remember when we were and when we were seniors, we organized a mixer with the business school guys because they were like older and we were like, let's go off campus. And they took us to Taco Licious. And I know that sounds silly, but it felt so different than the normal frat party grind. So maybe something like that. Maybe it's like going into the city for, you know, a nice dinner and start to whet your appetite for that life. But I really implore you not to wish it away too quickly because... It's so special to be in college. It's so special to be with all your friends. You will look back and I know it sounds silly again, but you will think all you'll be working in some job that is like not what you thought it's going to be in a year. And you're going to think back to the time when you could roll out of bed, grab all your friends, go to Starbucks, like play music in the car. Just, you know, all you have to worry about is a paper that you have to turn in. It It's every stage of life is so precious and special. And I would just... Um, I would just say, just enjoy it and, and it will be over before you know it. And you will be in, in the real world. Love you. Bye. Okay. Let's roll another voicemail. Hi, Tinks. My name is Lydia. I met this guy on Bumble in May. We had an amazing first date and spent a lot of time together this summer. In August, he told me that he loved me. At this time, we weren't official. And so I told him I wanted to be his girlfriend He didn't want to label our relationship out of fear that he wouldn't have enough time for me because he was about to enter his second year of law school. I was obviously upset about this, but in the end, I understood. 
About a week later, he asked me to be his girlfriend, and I said yes. From this moment on, I had a gut feeling that something was wrong, and I started to fear next steps like meeting his family because I wasn't sure that we would work out. I ended up ending our relationship a week ago. I know I did the right thing, but it's hard because he checked all the boxes, and I really was the jiggity at first. I'm not sure exactly what caused me to lose feelings, but I know it's important to trust your gut. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on the situation and see if you could offer any insight. And thank you so much. Uh, I love you, and I can't wait to possibly hear from you. Thanks. Hi. Okay, so, I mean, it doesn't... I have a hypothesis as to why you lost feelings, which is that whenever there's a lot of back and forth and up and down and, oh, exclusive this and are you my girlfriend and I love you but I don't have time for you, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's normal. It's normal that you would kind of feel like, eh, this isn't, this isn't easy. And for me, I've always been a person where I do think relationships at the beginning should be easy. I don't think there should be any, like, too much drama. And I know that I'm, you know, that's just one opinion. And other people, they like a lot of that up and down and drama. And, okay, they date casually for a year and then they finally get together, whatever. That's not me. I, I wonder if you're the same way. For me, that stuff turns me off because it makes me feel less intensely about the other person and it makes me feel that they are not as intense about me. And I'm quite a passionate person and I'm kind of, you know, when I click with someone, I click with them. And especially if the ball was rolling and then he kind of like fumbled the ball, he kind of shit the bed a bit. I totally get it. And listen, it's great that he checked all the boxes on paper. You know what that means? That there is someone out there who's going to check all the boxes and not fumble the ball and not be like, oh, I don't have time for you or, oh, I don't want to label it, blah, 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 blah. Because the universe doesn't show you anything you can't have. And sometimes the universe shows you one person and you have to let them go because someone is even, I mean, I know someone is coming for you that's even better. And so this is just sort of showing you what's possible in terms of box checking but in terms of intensity and passion and clarity of mind, there's someone even better. So I, I don't think you need to analyze your decision at all. I think that's another thing that we really tend to do a lot is, is say, oh, well, why did I do that? Why did I? Well, you did it. So you're, don't look back. You're not going that way. You're looking forward. You can learn from this experience. You can say, hey, I love this about him. I love that about him. But you can also think, hmm, I don't like it when people kind of string me along or, oh, I, I, you know, I prefer to put a label on it. That's your prerogative, okay? That's your prerogative if, if that's important to you. So I would try to stay out of judgment of yourself. I would stay out of judgment of your decision and say, this was my decision. Also, Tony Soprano said, it's not about making the right decision. It's about making the decision right. And I love that and I live by it all the time. So I think you're going to be fine. I think you're going to be you're going to feel very informed as you go into your next era of dating because you did you did see a lot of what you liked. And and I always, you know, want to reiterate you guys when a relationship or a situationship doesn't work out, it's not a failure. It's not a failure. You could you can always learn. We have to get out of this binary thinking of, oh, if we end up with them, it's good. If we don't, it's bad. That couldn't be further from the truth. Dating is experiential. And you had an experience where you learned a lot. And I would just stay out of judgment and and look look to the front. Love you so much. Let us take another voicemail. Hi, my name.
name's Audrey. I'm a resident physician here in Arkansas, and I have a question for Tinks. Um, this is something I run into an embarrassingly often amount of time. Um, so, like, what will happen is I meet somebody at work, and I say hi to them, and I'm trying to get, like, a bunch of different things done, and I try to remember their name, and then I just forget. Sometimes I try to write it down. I try to, like, make a mnemonic, but I always feel like I'm forgetting people's names. And it's hard because I'm meeting a lot of people all the time, um, and I really want to, like, just learn different people's names. And I feel like you meet people a lot, and I'd love to know if you have any advice um, for how to just learn people's names or at least how to gracefully ask a second time if you know that you asked before. Um, thank you so much. Bye. Audrey, I fucking love you. I love this question. Also, so badass that you're a, a resident physician. That's so cool. Um, I am terrible with names and I feel as though I have no leeway because I'm an influencer and how it's just I never want to be that influencer who doesn't remember people's names. But I I meet I'm I'm sometimes I meet 40 people a day. I mean, I, I meet so many people and it's so overwhelming because I'm already bad at it. And then I just I, I, I never want to be disrespectful. It gives me so much anxiety because I know the one time that I don't remember someone's name, they're going to go online and be like, oh, that Tinks is such a diva. She didn't remember my name, blah, 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 blah. I try to write it in my phone. I have a little list, especially if I feel like I'm going to see them again. I'm like, OK, this person, I this is where, where it is. But you know what? It's kind of like what I was talking about earlier in the episode. It's like if you have good intent, people will remember that. And if you say in in you know this is this is what I've started to do. I first of all, a good trick is to say nice to see you again. If you you know if you run into someone and you cannot place them, you're just like instead of saying nice to meet you just in case you've met them before, always say nice to see you. And then secondly, you just put your hand on their arm and say, "I am so sorry. Remind me your name again." That's all you can do. You, that's all you can do. I've tried all the tricks. I've tried the thing where you, you repeat it back. You know, you're supposed to say, oh, when you meet someone, oh, hi, I'm Giselle. I don't know why I picked that name. You know, and then you say, oh, hi, Giselle. Nice to meet you, Giselle. Apparently that helps. It doesn't fucking help me. It goes one in in one ear, out the other. And it's because we are really fucking busy people and we are there's a lot going on. I just am really bad with names and I it does cause me anxiety, but all you can do is be gracious and if you if you feel like you're going to see them again, write a note in your phone. But it's like difficult. And then I'm like studying my phone before I go into an event. It's, it's so stressful. It's it's literally so stressful. And I have I have rampant anxiety that people will think that I'm rude. And I just I, I'm, I feel so anxious about it the whole time. So this question or my response was actually me just venting back to you. So sorry about that. But I, th- those are no, those are my two tips. Write it in your phone. Always say nice to see you, I guess three tips, and then say, um, just be smile and say, I'm so sorry. Did you mind reminding me of your name again? Because if someone said that to me, I would genuinely never judge them. Ever, 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 ever. Now in LA, I run into the instances where I've met people a thousand times and then to be assholes, they like pretend that they don't know me. That's happened. But if someone genuinely says, I'm so sorry, what was your name again? I'm never hold that against them. And that's a good way to think about it because neither would you. Neither would you. No one would. If It's all about intent and it's all about delivery. 
So just be gracious and you'll be fine. I love you. We're in it together. Just think of me going into a party and seeing people that I, I'm supposed to know their names and it's just completely over my fucking head. Uh, love you tons. And if anyone out there, by the way, has any good tips, like practical, so I just don't, I don't, those tips don't work for me. They never have. I don't know. Uh, all right. Let's roll another voicemail. Hi, Jinx. Um, so I have a quick question. I don't know if I'm being too picky or like my friends say, like I'm being too picky or if I am just potentially looking down the line for red flags. Uh, my name's Katie. But I've been seeing this guy for six-ish weeks or so. He's great, like, very attractive, hits all of these boxes, like, makes me feel sparkly, like, is doing everything that I could ask for in a potential partner. But I feel like there's a lot of little stuff that I'm, you know, that are adding up that I'm thinking of down the line this could be an issue. My friends say that I do this and I am being picky and I'm being nitpicky but it is stuff that matters to me like he's super sweet but you know an example I stayed the night at his house the other night and he has longer hair like to the nape of his neck so it's long enough you could put it in a man bun and I asked for a hairbrush like hey you know want to brush my hair in the morning before I leave and he didn't have one and asked why, and he was like, oh, well, my hair gets too poofy, you know, I just don't brush my hair, because it, it just messes it up, and it makes it too poofy and curly, and I'm like, okay, like, get a curl cream, I don't know, and, like, he doesn't cook, because he is in finance and travels a lot, and he, you know, like, just does hasn't for years, because he travels too much, I guess, and it's just easier for him to eat out every day, um, and he doesn't go to the gym, like, you know, so it's a bunch of small stuff that are just adding up of, like, you're not taking care of your body. Um, mind you, he's 30, and, like, I am just used to someone that, like, takes care of himself a little bit more. And so I don't know if I'm being nitpicky. And the things that, you know, I don't want to have to mom him in the long run. Like, the cooking issue, not taking care of himself, I don't want to have to tell him down the line as far as, like, you need to do X, Y, and Z, like, I, so I don't know if, if I'm just looking too soon for red flags, or if I am being nitpicky, so I don't know, I, I do like him, I just don't know if I should just continue this, just, you know, and just look past these things, or if those are actually red flags down the line, so, uh, thanks for your help, thanks, thanks, bye. Hi, girl. Okay, so I think that you described some icks and also, I mean, I don't think that any of the things you mentioned are necessarily a red flag. Like, I think that they're icks and I think that they're preferences, but a red flag is like if someone talks badly about their mom. Like, that to me is a big red flag. Or if a guy, you know, will go three days without texting you and act like it's nothing. Like, that's a red flag. The hairbrush, it's an ick. The he's 30 and doesn't cook is kind of just like it's definitely an ick or it's it's a you know, it's a it's an annoying thing, but it's kind of just like that's just men. Like it's just kind of brutal. They're just a little bit slow in that sense. Um let me think. Yeah, I 
I just feel like you're not that crazy about him and that's okay. But I don't, I think that one thing I want to work on with all of you guys is, and myself included as a group, I want us to work on judging our emotions less, whatever they are. If it's an ick, if it's a preference, we need to stay out of judgment because what you feel is what you feel. And I think that women waste a lot of time trying to put, trying to analyze why we feel certain ways instead of just saying, this is how I feel. And I feel like you don't really like him that much. And that's okay. And also, you might want to date him casually. You know, it sounds like he, it sounds like you guys are having fun, but you don't really see it progressing to the next stage. Doesn't mean you have to dump him right away. Um, now, if your friends think that you're picky, I mean, I don't know. My friends think I'm picky too. But when you meet someone who you actually really like, that goes away and you kind of push through the icks. It's fine. It's fine to be picky. And by the way, you know, my typical rant, it's like men are never told that they're too picky, right? It's just re just re uh, rebrand it. If any next time someone's like you're too picky, you're looking for stuff, say it's called having standards and I don't settle. Period. Period. So, I just feel like you don't like him. If you want to keep dating him casually, then do it. But here's another thing that I I think is important. If you decide you don't want to like make it the next level and it's and you don't want it to be serious but you want to continue to date him then just view all of the icks as a write-off because you're like I'm not it would be like going to an Airbnb and pointing out every little thing that you don't like about it being like I hate this bedspread I hate the fridge I hate the lighting in the in the bathroom like who cares you're 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 going for a good time not a long time and that's something that I really wish I had learned earlier because it's like if you're not buying the house who gives a shit just have fun bring your hairbrush have great sex on to the next love you okay let's roll another voicemail that was a fun one Hey, Tinks. So I work in a really competitive field. I am an actor in theater, and I'm incredibly grateful to wake up and do this in my life every day. Um, shout out to all of my understudies and swings out there. Our job is definitely not easy. Um, it's also really tough mentally. And something that creeps in a whole lot is comparison. And whether that's comparison coming from yourself, coming from your peers, um, social media, whatever it is, it's kind of ever present. And I felt it a whole lot. So I wrote down comparison is a thief of joy on a post-it note and put it on my mirror at my dressing room station. So every time I sit down, I look and just a good reminder that the other day, um, Mr. Anxiety crept in a little bit. I was having a conversation with a friend and kind of feeling sorry for myself, just going, oh, but they're so good. They sound so great. They're amazing. And my friend goes, yeah, well, so are you. And this is just such a simple way to shut down that comparison, like immediately. It just like immediately shut it down. And I wanted to share that just in case anyone else was feeling the comparison game kind of ruining their mental health a little bit. And I've been playing around with that kind of mentality, you know, the last few days and I felt incredibly different. Um, It's just a great way to say to yourself, like, yeah, I'm worthy and I am confident and I am good. And it kind of got my mojo back. So just wanted to share that with anyone else who is struggling with that as well. Um, But it all is definitely rooted in that comparison is a thief of joy. Um, So thank you for spreading that mantra. 
You are the queen of mantras. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Love you lots. Love from New York. Bye. I absolutely love that. I love that. Yeah, but so are you. It's so true. And you know why I love that is because it's abundance mentality. It's abundance mentality. We haven't spoken about that in a while, but it's like, what's that mantra I love? Her success is not my failure, right? It's just so important that we open up our minds and see that there's enough to go around. There is enough to go around. That is all abundance mindset is about. It's just removing that comparison because the only thing that comparison does is slow us down and make us sad and rob us of our joy and make work harder, relationships harder, everything harder. I absolutely love that. Thank you for calling in and sharing with us. I'm really proud of you. I'm consistently so, so, so proud of of my community because you know what? We all work on ourselves and we all, you know, again, also you just calling in, that's an, another show of abundance mindset. That's you saying, hey, I, I found this tip. I want to share the wealth because there's enough to go around. And if I'm telling you guys, when you click into abundance mindset, you will start having so much more abundance in your life. I mean, that's obvious. But really, when you have that mindset, it opens you up. And I know it can be hard. I know competi- competition is everywhere. Comparison is everywhere. But it's a muscle that you have to learn. So uh, thank you for calling. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad you called. Let's roll another voicemail. Hi, Tinks. Uh, my name is Sophia, and I just kind of have a, a problem, uh, not a problem, but just a situation. Um, I was, I saw your post on your story today talking about why Virgos are always disappointed in their birthdays, and that really resonated with me. Um, the other weekend, it was my birthday, and I felt like, you know, my best friend really wasn't planning anything, and that I was kind of like, guiding her to help plan some something for my birthday um but then whenever my birthday came and you know she ended up planning all this stuff and really tried to make it special I just kind of felt like I had forced this upon her and felt really awkward and like I guess just awkward um and then I really wasn't interested in like getting super drunk on the night of my birthday we had gone to um we were day drinking all day so I just kind of felt a little bit blah but I was still having a good time um but her and our other friend were just kind of being mean about it like they were just like why aren't you having fun if you're not having fun you're you know you can go home things like that so I guess my um question for you is just you know how do you I don't know if you've ever been in a similar situation like that, but how would you approach a situation like that? You know, I kept saying that I am having a really good time and that, you know, I am drinking. It's just not taking shots after shots after shots. Um, But they just kept kind of berating the issue of that I wasn't having fun, which ultimately made me not have fun. Um, I guess, you know, as this was my best friend, like, how do you approach that? Um, It's not really the first time that I've been in a situation like this uh, with her where, you know, it's kind of been the focus has shifted off of me during my birthday and kind of became about, you know, her and and her perception of what fun is. So I, yeah, I guess, you know, is it time to kind of break up with this friend or um, maybe just start distancing, distancing myself a little bit more? or just have an open conversation with her about it. Um, I don't know if that, any of that makes sense, but I just appreciate you listening. So thank you. Surefire way to make sure someone doesn't have fun is to ask them if they're having fun or say, why aren't you having fun? Surefire way, okay? 
That is a cheat code to make someone have a terrible night. And it's so annoying because it's just like, when in the history of life does berating someone about having fun make them have more fun? No one is ever like, oh, you know what? You're right. Now I'm going to have fun. Now, now I'm now this is great. Now I'm going to take shots. I mean, first of all, the birthday issue. Look, I've kind of come to the conclusion that this is the easy this is the easy part of the question. I'm a control freak and I, I always will be. And ultimately, I'm a little bit resentful that I have to plan everything in my life. But I also know that I, I like things a certain way. So therefore, I'm just going to do it. Um, so I plan my own birthdays and I plan I plan most of my dates because I want them a certain way. And you know what? That's just how I am. So I would say in future, just plan what you want. Like it really plan what you want and then let your friends just show up. I think I think we can sometimes put too much pressure on our friends and then that makes them act weird. Whatever. I'm not saying you did that, but I'm just saying my advice in future would be just plan the birthday you want and have your friends come. Okay, now your friend. I mean, she sounds pretty annoying, right? She sounds pretty mean to do that on your birthday and you said it's not the first time. If you think she's open like truly open to having a conversation about what went down, then yeah, I would say maybe. But this kind of sounds like a, a like a, a case for fatal flaw friend theory. For everybody who's new or doesn't know my theory, I have a theory that every single best friend has a flaw. Every person has a flaw. I mean, we all have many flaws, but you know, usually people have one main flaw. I'll tell you mine. It's impatience. We can go into that another time. But, uh, you know, for example, I had a friend who was really moody, a best friend who was really moody. And you have to decide whether you accept that flaw or not. If you accept it, then anytime that friend does something to do with the flaw. So for me, in my case, like when my friend is moody, I just think of it as a write-off. I'm like, it's a write-off. That's part of who she is. And I can't think badly about it. And I can't bitch about it because that's just her fatal flaw. If you don't accept it, like I had another friend who I was close with for a while, but she was the most self-centered person. Oh my God, you guys, she would talk about herself for like three hours and she would just, she was like an asshole too. She would ask me for advice. And this was before I had this job. And she was like, you're really good at giving advice. And I was like, oh, okay. And she, and then I would literally try to leave and she'd be like, no, no, I need more time with you. I need, I need to go over this again. We just talk about her for hours and hours and hours. And ultimately I decided I didn't accept her fatal flaw. So I, I moved her to a, a lesser, an outer ring of friendship, you know, not a core friend. And the, so to get it back to you, I think you have to decide if this is your friend's fatal flaw that she's kind of like weird about going out or she's, you know, you have very different ideas of fun. You have to decide if, if you still accept her. And if you do, then you get, you have to accept it and, and it's a write-off anytime she's like weird about going out. And if you don't, then I would say just demote her as a friend. You know, put up a healthy boundary. You don't have to say yes every time she wants to go out. Maybe you do things less and less. Um, but there is there is an in-between between staying best friends with her and breaking up with her completely. It, and that's healthy boundaries. Uh, so I would I would see, I would think about that. And then I would if she's open to a conversation, go for it. But oftentimes, if it's a core issue for people, like it's if, if it's a core thing about their being, sometimes those conversations fall on flat ears because they're not they're so not not aware of it. Okay, let's roll another voicemail. Hi, this is Carson from Seattle, Washington. 
Um, I'm just wondering if you have any tips on being long distance because I know that you are right now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, long distance. Okay, call me crazy. Woof, I'm hungover, so I'm being honest with you guys. I honestly don't mind it. Right now, right now, right now. Don't don't come for me, okay? I think that so much of life is about perception, and I think that, you know, instead of viewing it as a negative, like if it if it has to be, it has to be. And so for me, I think why is this a good thing? Like, how can I view this through a good lens? Here are some things that I love about long distance. I love to miss my boyfriend, live to miss him. Like missing someone is actually my, one of my favorite feelings. I know that sounds deranged, but like missing someone is so incredible because you can, you can imagine them you can crave them. Like you can crave their energy. Um, I honestly think it, I think it keeps it hotter for longer like we're still super, super in the honeymoon phase. And I was actually talking to my, one of my best friend's little sisters and she's been long distance with her boyfriend for two years. And she was like, honestly, it stayed hot for so much longer because of long distance. And even still, you can kind of get that feeling back because again, you're missing them. Uh, but you didn't call for a pep talk on why long distance is great. You called for tips. Uh, I mean, I think getting into a flow with communication and really having those level set expectations about about communication I love to text one thing about me is I will be texting I'm eating a sandwich I'm texting my boyfriend I mean I would never eat a sandwich as you guys know but like you know what I mean I'm getting a coffee I'm telling him if there's too much milk in it you know what I mean but that's me and that's our relationship you have to find what works for you also you need to have really good phone sex like phone sex is a dying art FaceTime, some people like FaceTime sex. I'm a phone sex girly because then you can concentrate on what's happening and not on how your face is looking. It's also really hard. I mean, I have a lot of tripods in my house because I'm a content creator. So, you know, that does come into play sometimes. But you guys, and even if you're not long distance, phone sex is honestly such a hot way to spice it up. And then it's nice because you're like thinking about it all day. You can send a sexy text. You can send a sexy pic. All of that is at your fingertips. Okay. And honestly, this is another positive about long distance. It's weirdly more intimate. And this is another thing that my friends, my, one of my best friends, little sisters told me, she was like, think about how you act when you're with him versus how you talk when you're on the phone. And then I got to thinking, and I thought it was such an intelligent point because especially in the beginning of a relationship, like if I lived in the same city as my boyfriend and, and when we're, we are in the same city, we're just like running around, going to dinner, like going to work, not really talking. I mean, we rarely have time to sit, sit down and just like have a, a deep chat. But when he was away, he went to Paris for work for two weeks. And I swear to God, it's like kind of where I fell even deeper for him when he was away because we were just talking. And that was a crazy time difference, LA to Paris. But when we would talk, it was so much more meaningful. It wasn't just like, I, I, I don't know, you know, when, when, when I see him now, like I'm in New York and I'm with him, we basically just like collapse at the end of the day. Cause we're so tired from work. We're like, Oh, how was it? How was it? Okay. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Okay. Good night. Whatever, whatever. But when you're talking with someone on the phone, you can, you can tease out what's going on in your day. Like, Oh, I had a meeting that made me very upset or, Oh, you know, I'm launching merch today. And like, this is what I'm nervous about. 
And I think that really trying to view long distance as an opportunity to become more intimate with someone is a gateway to appreciating it and to making it less painful. If you hate it, I'm sorry, but I hope that you can, through this answer, see that, you know, it is what it is, so you might as well make the best of it. And I think it can be really beautiful and intimate and special. I honestly think it can really, really improve your sex life too because by talking you know how I'm always banging on you guys about communication and sex is so 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 important I think this is like a crazy good opportunity to say uh you know what wow like that last time we had sex before you left was amazing what was your favorite part or oh I'm thinking about you doing this do you like doing that stuff like that I think it's a really big opportunity and then when you do see them it's like so explosive it's like crazy So I hope that was helpful. I love you so much and always look for those little perception shifts. Okay, I think we have time for one more quick voicemail. I'm calling for kinks. Kinky, I love you so much. I'm a little drunk. I don't know if you can tell. But I just got home from a really wonderful first date and I just had to call and tell you that I love you so deeply and dearly in my soul. Um, and I literally did talk about you on this date. We were talking about, like, podcasts to listen to. And I was like, obviously, I listen to Kinks. He didn't know who you were. Maybe a red flag. Maybe not. But I told him, I said, she is, like, the big sister of the whole world. And I love this woman so much, I would die for her. Um, and that I just adore you. And I appreciate your mantra so much. And I have a big sister. I do. And I love her dearly. Um, but it's nice to have another one who comes with like some really practical advice. And I just had to call and tell you that I adore you and I love you so, so, so fucking much. And I listen to you religiously and I just had a first date and I was like texting all my girlies about it, whatever. So I was like, I need to tell Tinks that I love her and that she gives me hope in the world and dating. And I'm so thankful to be a part of your little community and to know that if I never know what to say, I got Tinks to tell me, and she'll give me some really great advice, and that she encourages me to love the things that I love, regardless of how society perceives them, or if they think that it's dumb that I love them. It doesn't matter, because it's female joy, and that's my right in my business, okay? Tinky, I fucking love you. Um, I hope you're having the best time, and you know what? You might have boyfriend sickness right now, but that's what you deserve, really and truly. I love you so much, Tinks. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Okay. Just so you guys know, my lovely producers picked the voicemails. I would not have necessarily picked a voicemail that was just gassing me up. (laughs) But now that I've heard it, I just want to say I love you back. Like I, I, I spoke at Adweek yesterday and there were so many community members there and I was just talking about you guys and I literally almost teared up on stage because my love for you is so deep and I I don't know what we were talking about. We were saying something like how a lot of my followers feel like they know me and I feel like I know you guys and every time we meet and hang out, it's like we are actually already friends because we are and I just feel very lucky to have people who would call me drunk after a first date. (laughs) That is so fun. I hope it was a good date. Honestly, 
kind of a red flag. You didn't know who I was. I'm just kidding. But that's amazing. And I'm glad you have girlfriends to text. And um, that just that just kind of changed the trajectory of my whole day because I, I honestly came into the studio a little bit. I was stressed out about, you know, the girl last night and I was listening to Taylor Swift and my feelings and I was hungover and stressed out about taking 900 flights and work and whatever. And as usual, as usual, you guys are the joy in my life. It is the honor of my life to be in your ears. And, uh, and yeah, so yeah, I can't wait to recap Tabasco with you. I wonder if I'll get like a special, I already have a bedazzled green Tabasco that's empty obviously, but I keep it like as a shrine. I wonder other, what other fun shit that I did at, at Tabasco HQ. How cool is that? I also hope I get to meet some of you in New Orleans. You guys are giving me tips because I'm doing one night in New Orleans and I know that it's such a good foodie city. So I can't wait to eat all the delicious things and then recap that too. Um, I love you guys more than anything, and uh, I'll see you on Friday. Bye. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 